0: And welcome to the latest episode of Racing Only Better, ahead of the weekend. Um, We're at a variety of different tracks and we've got a classic to discuss, all on Saturday. All some, well, good racing, I think, across the board, up and down the country and over in Ireland. Before we go any further, TC, I didn't ask you about this in our preamble beforehand, but I presume we're doing a weather watch. Not much rain around anywhere, is there?
1: No, if nature was allowed to take its course, I would... Probably think it would be borderline firm everywhere. The four tracks we're covering, but Ray, I think we're working on good to firm everywhere unless the one of the clerks gets really jiggy with the watering can. But yeah, work on the basis of good to soft, uh, good to firm everywhere. Maybe maybe on the quick side of good.
0: Terrific. Proper flat racing ground. This mm. is it. No excuse territory. for. Hunters love
1: it. Bookmakers back. hate it. Uniform ground. It.
0: Love it. Kevin loves it. I can tell just by his face. Um <laughs> let's let's crack straight on shall we onto the 115 at Haydock Park on Saturday obviously the group 2s later on in the card to discuss but we kick off with the 115 it's the 1 mile 4 furlong Jackberry House Florida handicap and it's for 0-75, so relatively low grade. We haven't actually got Betfair Sportsbook prices right now, but predictive market has old Toon Loon up at the top of the market around the 13 to 8 mark for David O'Meara. In the breeze might be next best around 9 to 2 for the mm-hmm. McAppleby team. Come on, Kenny in there for William Buick. Ian Williams at 11 to 2. They're teaming up twice up at Haydock. Buick with a good book of five rides. Who shall we come to first? Kevin, you look keen. Come on.
2: I am, I am keen. You might have noticed I was kind of glancing sideways and kind of looking puzzlingly out the window there. Just as we started recording, my wife literally ran out the front door and out the front <laughs> gate, and I have no idea what's happened. She might just be taking her chance to make a break for it. I don't know.
1: <laughs> uh, I, I, yeah. I wondered before. what you were I, lying, you yeah. I hope nothing's happened. she has been watching <laughs> Boris
3: uh, Gump this afternoon.
2: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> she literally
3: uh, just she ran give, out the front gate. <laughs> I don't want to pick up a prior theme, but if she wants to give my bell belt pass on the message then feel free <laughs> anyway, hope, hope, hopefully <laughs> she comes back but anyway um yeah in, in the meantime i'll go in the
2: breeze here as my okay. wife disappears off in the breeze <laughs> um the yeah the, look, dear kicks here look <clears throat> bass dropper has been dropping dropping in the weights this year um into a not 75 career low mark i thought he shaped really well last time um, on ground that I'd say was softer than ideal over a trip that was shorter than ideal, um, would have finished closer but for getting a bit messed about late on Um, looks to be one that's kind of running into form and now gets back over the right trip, right ground um, down a level yeah, you know, the the one at the top now is is interesting you know, won't be running in this grade again for a little while but I thought in the breeze um, jumped out to me now and I thought he'd nearly go and win
0: okay Jumped out to Kevin. Dan, did anything jump out at you?
3: Yes, and it was in the breeze. Um, I do think the favourite is the right favourite because he's the up-and-comer and it was a really positive start in Handicap, switching to Turf. Um, but I think he will have to improve again if in the breeze runs his race, given, as Kev says, how much he's dropped in the Handicap. One thing I would note, one for the presenter and pundit cliche, like as if any winner has ever been unwelcome, But this would be a welcome winner for Mick Appleby. He's not had one since the 14th of April, which for him is an eternity. But he's had a fair few plays lately and an half ran really well, didn't he, at 50s at York the other day. So maybe they are bubbling back into form. And I don't think In the Breeze would have to do much more than at Windsor anyway to to be bang there.
0: Okay, two votes for In the Breeze then. But TC... I can tell we're not getting the treble. He up looked here.
3: disgusted, didn't
1: he? No, he didn't no, no.
0: Disgusted.
1: We're recording this at three o'clock on Thursday. Um, yeah. Michael Appleby has met Michael Appleby. Mick Appleby has got fancied runners in the three twenty at Wolverhampton and the and the four ten at Carrick. So we might get a better handle on, <laughs> on to have a winner. But he's he's stable form. I actually fancy in the breeze. Well, I did do before I looked into the Appleby form. And this is not a recent thing, these horses running badly. I mean, as a collective, they are running very poorly. Ted loves, a, Ted loves some figures chucked at him. Six from 74 in March, which was very modest. Two from 62 in April. Nought from, 56, uh, nought from 46 in May. Now, I, I grant you that some of them have been running well. But like I said, as as a whole, that stable is massively underperforming. And that must be a worry But it they, they do get change. a bit streaky, it
2: that, that in 20 minutes. They, do, when, you, when you look at the breakdown of the art form kind of month-to-month go Mac years, like they, they do hit wobbly patches now, every so often for whatever this reason. Three months wobbly. Yeah, like, like you go back to like there's months there where the strike rate drops down to single figures quite a bit, and sometimes like quite notably in the signal figures, whereas you know you, you typically Expect him to be kind of about a 15% trainer or something like that.
1: These these things can change very quickly. We, we've got a similar thing at the moment, before we move on, very, we've got a similar thing at the moment with Roger and Harry Charlton. Aren't we? They they can't buy a winner, but if they have one at Sandown tonight, then, you know, they're back in form, isn't it? But it's, it's a worry for me anyway, if I was backing in the breeze.
0: All righty. It's a worry then, yard the form. But as you say, we might get a live update on that. Uh, let's move on to the 150 at Haydock. It's the two-mile handicap. And Carzola in here looking for the four-timer. Won the first handicap. Few starts back off 69. Is now rated 91. He's your seven to four favourite. Looking for a fourth handicap. She, sorry, is looking for her fourth handicap win on the bounce for the Rafe Beckett team. Frankie Vittori in the saddle. Lord of the Sea is next for that combination again. Ian Williams and William Buick at three to one, and first man over from Ireland for the Tony Martin team at eleven to two. Kev, so I will come to you first because you can give us an angle in on Tony Martin's runner in here or anything else you fancy, please.
2: Yeah, interesting race this now. So some some pretty smart horses that Carzola, like impressive last time turf debut, um, but look small field, soft ground, bolted up. Different kettle of fish here now of a significantly higher market, much more competitive company. Um, yeah, first man interested me. Um, I did like him uh, in the 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 how handicap Vanessa new market <laughs> last time. Um, but he ran a he ran a bit of a shocker. Um, and, and his connections were saying afterwards that, um, that the the soft ground was an issue. Um, you know, there's there's plenty of soft ground back in his form. So look, getting back on a sounder surface will help him. Um, interesting that they've got gone back to the well in terms of traveling him again. Um, but I, I did I do fancy love to see. Um, that had one of the more miserable runs you'll ever see in a race in the Chester Cup. Um, it caught the eye on multiple occasions in the race, just getting absolutely hammered down the inside. Whereal Franny Norton had a nightmare. Like multiple occasions, the horse got smashed up, and how he's been beaten less than two lengths, I, I'm not really sure. It was just a horrific run around, and um, gets to run here off a pound higher. Um look, I don't think coming back and slightly back in trip is going to be an issue at all because like the horse was, the horse was very fired up. Like it was, it was keen, like like properly keen, as well as getting messed about. Um, so look, hopefully that run takes the freshness out of him like he's got a funny old profile he's he's changed trainers a couple of times relatively recently but um, he's down you know 11 pounds from his highest mark and I'd say in Williams you know he does well with this type of horse and yeah compensation would be would be well deserved here because that was that would have been a tough race to watch for now for connections it was fairly brutal stuff in the Chester Cup
0: okay well hopefully he can get his just rewards for you Kev um, Dan, do you have similar concerns about the filly up at the top, given what Kev's just outlined in regards to soft ground, small field, etc., this a completely different ball game as Kevin's
3: outlined? Yeah, I'm a, exactly the same. Two races in a row. I reckon we're gonna get oh. the triangle for here as well. Um massively wow. catching run. Not certainly not getting a clear run, closing fourth, not even getting a clear run late on in one of the biggest staying handicaps of the season. Having dropped ten pounds lower than the mark off which he peaked for Gosden before that stint in the UAE for Satish Seema, who was obviously one of the main members of Racing's cricket eleven Sema. Um, that's a okay. really bad. Um, along with trying to think of others, <laughs> <laughs> you,
2: you may, you may, you may as well be talking Swedish to me with cricket references. So I, I, ju- no I, just had, I
3: just, I just add Nick Lipmid on, and that'll do it. um <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm Like, no yeah. yeah. <laughs> like you, like you lots about UFC or rugby union to me, absolutely clueless. Um, yeah, I think, I, I think this is one horse where you know we we judged at Betfair SP, but if you could take a price, this would be the one horse I'd be wanting to take that current price with on the sports book.
0: Okay, two votes for Law of the Sea. Come on, TC, make it the treble. We're all unified today. I feel like a real team energy going on. <laughs>
1: Yeah, I think he's a better than current prices. For oh, sure. here we go! He's, <laughs>
0: Come
1: on, T C. There's another there's another an angle into him as well because there's not much pace in this race. Um, Solent Gateway is a prominent race, but there's no confirmed front runner, and it's quite interesting that Law of the Sea, when he ran his best race, he actually went from the front in the Queen's Vase. So I think it would be quite cute if Ian Williams reverted to those kind of tactics here and. Um, after the run he got in the Chester Cup last time, you know, they might try and take luck out of the equation because, you know, like I say, he actually got raised just a pound for that. I mean, the handicapper could have got more jiggy with that. Definitely. I mean, considering he, he dropped him eight pounds for two non-entity runs in Dubai, uh, he just very well handicapped, isn't he? Um, I think he'll go a favourite. Uh, three to one's very fair. I think there's a bit of 130 knocking around. Um, but the one I put up early in the week, purely because I, I thought the race would cut up was the max we can. It was 20 to one back then. And I wouldn't be interested in his current price at 11 to two, but um, he'll get his ground. He's fairly handicapped. He's a very inconsistent performer, but the key to him is his fast ground, which you'll get here. Um, and he's actually run well off much higher marks at this track before as well. So from an anti Post point of view, I hope the max we can wins from a day of race market view, I would say yeah, I will go with the lads and I think he'll go off favourite and I think he'll take the world of beating and I think if they go from the front they'll really maximise his chances
2: okay. Breaking
1: news, I can give you some breaking news
2: um, Do you remember that that really contentious race at Killarney the other day was Saladier beating Vina reversed. Right. reversed. The appeal is in it has been reversed, reversed. Well,
1: just, I'm, not just, I'm sure I read
2: that yesterday The the text has just come out today. I know I didn't see anything about it yesterday, but the text is out, I don't know. (laughs) It might not not be breaking, but we'll claim it. We'll Uh, claim
0: it. Should we move on to the 2.25 at eight? Sorry, the stewards
1: were pissed. (laughs) It's the
0: three-year-old handicap. It's over the mile and we see Kobe make his handicap debut off the back of two decent wins so far this year. Uh, obviously, latest up at Newcastle was nothing short of a piece of work, essentially at ridiculously short odds, not even a race, but he bolted up all the same. And now he makes his handicap debut for Frankie Vittoria and Jonathan Adi-Gosden off an opening mark of 90. He is nine to four, top of your market. And the race is based around him and his ability because defensive force Fort is next for Peter Chapelheim's yard, 11 to two, Ginsident, much more exposed than those two above him in the market. Thirteen to two. Those are the top three currently. Um, in an interesting-looking contest, Dan, I'm going to come to you just to remind you that you have got your microphone on mute. Please unmute yourself. And uh, there was a reason
3: for that. That I don't have view on this race, but showing to continue like pretending I'm talking whilst on mute. Oh, really, that's
0: disappointing. Okay, we'll flip. I knew. do oh, yeah, I, I think
3: Jinsidents are very well named horse. I, I... I was. Um,
1: yeah.
0: And Kevin's just also... About to easy. say, Vanessa,
3: yeah. you're on the ball there, but you weren't.
0: No, I wasn't. No, I'm never on the ball, TC. <laughs> Come on now. You can pick up the mantle then, Uh Can Covey win a handicap of this type off a mark of 90?
1: Yeah, it could well do. Um, but he's been going from the front. And the, the one thing that really smacks you in the face when looking at this race is that nine and the 11 are prominent racers. At least five of them like to make the running. Um, so that would have to be factored into your equation here. I put up Killy Beggs Warrior or uh, 20 to 1 on uh Tuesday. Uh, I put him up win only um because I thought I thought he got off quite lightly with a two-pound rise for his dandy fifth and uh dandy sixth. And I think the stepping down the trip is, is an obvious plus for a stable that won this um a couple of times in the last decade. Um but I've gone off him massively because, like I said, he Killybegs warrior likes to go from the front. He's, he ain't going to get an untested lead here, uncontested lead here. And like I said, if you are looking for a closer, maybe defence of four is the interesting one. He's got fast ground form. He's not ha- badly handicapped on his Ascot novice win and his Solario fourth. And he'll be, he's one of the two that's going to be ridden off the pace. So, um, yeah, I mean, I hope Killybegs warrior does make all or but, but like I said, the, the actual pace map is, is is not great for me, so yeah. Um, you
0: said you had Killy Bags Warrior at 20s, he's now sevens.
1: Yeah, I mean, the, the sports regard duck, he will drift out from that. He well, to be open, maybe he, he is 12s in a place and um, he will drift from that seven to one, but okay. uh, yeah, but like I said, it's I'm I was a bit sickened when I looked at the pace map when I did it this morning and. Yeah, I've gone off him, but yeah, defensive okay. ball. If you are looking for, a, uh, if you are looking for a closer,
0: do you have a strong view in this, Kev, or is it just all about Kobe at the top?
1: Um, no, I like James McHenry.
2: Um, Ed Bettel. it's look. He's he's won his two this season. Um, in contrasting styles, like he he made much of the running at Ripon and then fell out of the gates at Haydock and had to do it complete in a completely different manner and. You know, won well both times, and Ed Bettel was talking about the Britannia for him after the latter success, and like rating wise, he's pretty much on the perfect spot, ninety one for the Britannia. Um, but they're electing to come here instead, and I I just wonder, have they decided to have a have a good whack at this rather than put away and wait for the Britannia, which uh, as top a race as this is, you know, the Britannia is absolutely brutal. Um, you know, massive field, you know, draw usually a big factor, and uh, this is worth just as much money. I'm pretty sure, and um, and isn't nearly as competitive or open to to randomness with regard to draw, etc. So, um, I think he's got a good chance. I think I think getting on this firmer surface is going to suit him. Um, he seems to be coming forward. He seems to be held in in high regard. Um, you know, when you're when you're pinpointing Britannias, etc. Um, you clearly think that you have something up your sleeve. And um, I'm thinking he might be able to show it here. Look, how to ride him? I'm not sure. It'll probably depend on how he starts. Um, but in fairness to him, he has shown versatility. So, uh, whichever way he starts, um, he'll hopefully, won't, hopefully, won't be compromised either way.
0: Okay, let's move on to the group race. Uh, three o'clock at Haydock, the Sandy Lane Stakes, Group Two, over the six furlongs. And we get to see Little Big Bear, obviously, after his flop in the guineas. We know all about that. Many people putting a line through that form, now returning to sprinting trips. His sprinting season starts here. And, of course, who can forget what he did in the Phoenix States last year? He comes here under Frankie de this time around, and he's your 15 to 8 market leader. Next best is Brad Sell for the Archie Watson team. Holly Doyle in the saddle, as always, 11 to 4. Cold case for Clifford Lee and Carl Burke, obviously, beat Brad Sell when they last saw each other at Ascot, is 5 to 1. Next best, Aldassem in there. Uh, the Maidan horse from the seat from the spring for George Bowie William Buick at seven to one. Matilda Picot obviously she ran such a good race in her Guineas. Another one dropping down to sprinting. This is a fascinating little contest, Kev. Um, how do we feel about Little Big Bear at this stage in the season, sort of being recreated as a three-year-old sprinter now?
2: Oh, it's it's it look, it's perfectly understandable. Um, like I don't think we we got a fair chance to see his miling. Credentials in the Guineas. Um, It it was a mess of a race. Look, he was, he was definitely racing more freely than ideal. Um, But he, you know, that 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 incident early on now was a bit of a shocker. And he came back lame afterwards. Thankfully, it clearly wasn't anything too severe because he's back out here three weeks later mercifully. Um, But look, there, there would always have been a fairly serious doubt about his stamina um so i think his connections they're just setting their song out now right let's go let's see what and look it doesn't always work out we saw with noble style um went from the the guineas back to sprints uh, and was found out for tow i think it's probably the fair conclusion um in in that sprint you know deeper sprinting company um so look little big bear this lad's
0: a little bit more straightforward than him there
2: being straightforward is the thing, but like the one thing you'd say about Little Big Bear is when you watch back his his highlight reel, will say from his two year old c- campaign over six, like it was really the final furlong where he was powerful. Like he was, he would come off the bridle earlier than most, but just be like very strong inside the final furlong. Um, and in here he's in against you know proper sprinters in the main. So it'll be a fair test of how much how much I suppose cruise he has back in the Sprints. Um, he's priced up, uh, you know, short enough. Um, look what he did in the Phoenix was, was one of the most impressive performances I've ever seen in the two- year old race. It was absolutely brilliant. Um, you'll hope he can repeat that, but at that price, it's probably one of those to to, to wish him well and let him go um and I don't have a big view great to see Brad sell back um back um behind cold case the last day like he's surely going to be better from that um he now he was well behind little big bear at the Curra, but he did have an issue afterwards um and he looked at do you remember he like he hung and he didn't look right that day in the run and he came, Julie came back with a problem but I can't wait to see it but like, my focus point is going to be little Big bear see how he adapts to the trip um I wouldn't like to be backing him at the price but yeah, hopefully he gets back on track now because he'd be a he'd be a big addition to the three-year-old sprinting ranks, and then in against the olders later in the season, you'd hope.
0: Yeah, TC, how do you see this race playing out? Obviously, from a pace angle, who's going to be leading them? Will Little Big Bear? Where will he slot into how the race forms in the early stages?
1: Um, Cold Case obviously likes to go forward. Uh, Matilda Picot has gone forward in the past. And obviously, little big bear will be bang up there as well. So, and there's a couple of other prominent races as well. So, I don't think there's anything in the in the pace that'll give you an angle, a betting angle into the race. And obviously, if you are betting each way against Little Big Bear, you've got the dead 8 Not non-one non-one will really scupper you, especially as this race has got a lot of depth to it as well. I mean, if you knew all eight were going to line up, then I think uh cold case at five to one with the Sportsbook, which is the best place around is probably the best angle into it. But um I personally, if I was going to back him each way, I'd wait till the Betfair each way exchange market uh, rocks up and, and try to get with him there at five to one rather than the fixed odds. Because as we all know, the original place term stand once the exchange market is loaded.
0: All righty. And Dan, finally, how are you playing the Sandy Lane stakes?
3: Yeah, I'm against the fair. I mean, most people will be. It's not to say he can't win if he bounces back. He probably will win, but Brad still ran a really encouraging race off a layoff. I'd have him closer to the fav in the current betting. I thought he shaped really well at Ascot, but I know TC. He's he's probably got a lot of dislikes, but in his top three is horses to follow and tracker horses, which is understandable. So, right, just that- ahead of paddock paddock judges. Um, but God, that Millstream struck me as a very imp- a very impressive youngster last season. He, a relatively rare first time out winner for Jane Chapel Higham cost a bundle, built like a sprinter, proper powerhouse. Second time out, he he gave noble style a real fright and then they just ran him over the wrong trip. I think they tried to turn him into something he wasn't. He's all speed, stable warming up. Oh yeah, I, I think he's really overpriced at 14s. Yeah, I
1: can see that. Like you said, the stable, the stable were going for a really rough spell, but they've had about three recent winners as well. So yeah, yeah, they. I
3: know yesterday. They had a gambled on debutant at Yarmouth, just touched off, and they had a winner at Yarmouth as well with a first time out two year old. So that you definitely lend lend as well. She, she can land a pump. Yeah, definitely.
1: When you bet fair on racing, you get daily rewards, so any day can be a big deal, like with our racing multiples offer. So if you like to dabble in doubles or flirt with lucky 15s, get extra places on horse racing any day this week. Daily rewards with Betfair. Win on each way market only. Place part of each way bet. Settle at 1.5 odds. Selected UK and Ireland races. plus and C's apply.
0: Right, let's move on then, guys, to the 3.30 last race we are taking from Haydock. It's over the five furlongs. It's the Temple Stakes, so sprinters to the four. And the Platinum Queen makes her seasonal reappearance. She's 9-4 to at the top of the market. She's making a debut for the Roger Berrien Yard. She sold for 1.2 million at the sales, having had such a good time of it last year. Obviously, a Group 1 winner over in France, um, just a crack two-year-old. And now what will she be at three? Excited to see her back. Dramatized also a high class individual last year and ran a much better race at the Breeders' Cup, nine to two. Next best Twilight Calls in there for the Henry Candy team at five to one. Royal Acclaim, the horse that we well, I latched on to last year, didn't quite live up to the billing in the Nunthorpe. She's six to one. Live, the, live in the Dream is in there for the Adam Westyard at eight as well. Happy Romance for Richard Hannon. We know what she is at this stage. She's 14s. Those are the Sort of top view in the market. Um, fascinating little contest, and getting to see these good three-year-old fillies again. Kev, I think we'll start with you here. Um, just intrigued to see how these horses have trained on, really.
2: Yeah, big time. Uh, proper race this um, one, one for run for small stakes. Now in my mind, um, lots of unknowns, but but proper contest. Look, I, I like dramatised a lot last year. Um, look, I don't think. Going up to six suited so her all that much at York. Um, she ran huge um at the at the Breeders' Cup meeting. And look, I think five is gonna be her trip. Um and look, things can change two to two to three, et cetera. She might have settled down over the winter, but um, look, she's a fiddie I like a lot. And Hopefully she can show it here. Um, I suppose one, I'm sure one of the lads will, but I'll, I'll get in first. Well, I want should we sound speaking about McAppleby? I wonder should we sound the alarm a small bit, or at least to raise a, a cautious note about Roger Varian? Um, he yeah, he's not exactly banging in winners, is he? Um, and for the Platinum Queen, first run for him, loved the Platinum Queen last year. Um, changed hands, but but Roger isn't operating at the type of rate you'd expect him to be. Um, you know, having lots and lots of runners, but I think only two winners in the last fortnight. Um, it's just not what you'd expect. So, um, look, it'll be a long season for her, I'm sure. There were if I was training the Platinum Queen, I'd be working back from Royal Ascot, and I assume that's what Roger's doing. So there won't be a lot of pressure on her here, and she wouldn't be one for me now at seven to two or so. I'd be happy to to watch her with a view to Ascot, but um, you yeah, know that's just one note of caution. I sound
0: okay. A note of caution from Kevin in regards to team variant tc over to you next for this um are you looking elsewhere away from those top two fillies
1: yeah i mean the platinum queen's fascinating on on tuesday the platinum queen was basically 11 to 8 and 6 to 4 in most places and but one firm went up four to one uh that got taken into freeze but they kept the freeze and they've been proved right because i can see this horse going off four to one plus on the exchange on the day under a five pound penalty with that stable form it's it, like you said we mentioned it on wade in not this week or maybe the last uh, the, the, the program before variant i know there's a the japanese angle yeah. here he, he's got that but he does get sent some ridiculously kind of like good horses with massive price tags and he doesn't always deliver does he but yeah, I mean, I, I would be against that. I, I suspect he's one of the, she's one of those horses that you're going to see here now at her current price, no, we can either let her go. I can see her being a big drifter on the day. Um, that said, she's only one of the two pace angles in the race, so that could play into her favour. But I'll be against her at her current price. Uh, I think she's around only around about seven to nine to four with the book. But no, the one I had a bet in here, and I didn't expect to have a bet in a race like this, is living the dream. Purely because of the pace angle of the race. Now, I can't see any real massively forward goers and living the dream only has one style. He's a um, four-year-old and he's really on the up. He's another one of these sprinters that have just come from nowhere in the last 12 months. This time last year, he was getting beaten off a mark of 84 at first. And now he's rated 109 after a brilliant run last time. He only got picked up late on. In the palace House stakes by that slot monster the dream got form on quicker ground and the crucial thing to his chances is i think he'll get an easy lead and i've crucially he's drawn 14 of 14 which at which at haydock is bang on the stands rail, so i think he'll go from the front and i think he'll take a hell of a lot of picking up um i thought 8 to one's very very fair and if you're looking for a, an exchange play back to lay um, I think he's. I think he's a very good trading vehicle as well. Yeah, living the dream for me.
0: Okay, living the dream. Strong shout from T C at eight to one, taking on those fillies. Dan Barber, are you doing the same?
3: Yeah, I don't. Did Marshman was was Marshman an insight into that the, the three year olds might not be quite ready yet to um, to mix it with the older horses? There haven't been many who've run in this race in recent times. Having a flick back, Havana Grey running it a handful of years ago it probably is often deemed a bit too early in the season to be taking on their elders. But, um, I mean, there must be a chance as well. No, the 1.2 mil is, often, is largely, probably largely, about what they might be able to do in prize money, but also breeding value subsequently. But there must be a chance she maxed out at two. She was so precocious and quick, wasn't she? Um, I wish her well, because she's a very likeable filly. It'd be great to see her mix it in open company. But Royal Acclaim was... I think you saw her at Bath, didn't you, V? We were you at Bath the did. day.
0: Yeah, yeah. I, did. I mean, amazing
3: that impression she created at on a first run at Listed level, coming out of Two Egg and Spoons at York, where she made like seasoned handicappers like Corker, who we'll discuss in a second, clear favourite for a York handicap. That has to be a group horse, doesn't it? And I just guess that the next two starts are a bit too much of a culture shock. Um, but I think she'll come back an even better horse. She's had two runs when fresh and won them both
0: hmm yeah i i she's sort of i was so with her last season but i can see the excuses made for her in those slightly deeper races um let's update move on. vanessa
2: up, update Make apple second Appleby's favorite winner. no, no. <laughs> <laughs> it's the second favorite has just run like a disease badger that's not <laughs> good vanessa. Oh, no. <laughs> Hasn't run awfully now but miss, Missed the kick and made some late gains But uh firmly mid-div So so no no live
1: boost for Mick Appleby <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll have to stay on here Till the 410 at Wolverhampton <laughs> <laughs> Let's just do a few updates This then, is the then, longest so pod ever Stay yeah, on till he has a winner
0: Barry Orfeely oh. Let's just do a few updates <laughs> then Mick Appleby has not had a winner <laughs> Remains in bad form Kevin Blake, has your wife come back? Uh, no, no, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> like, she
1: oh, no, she's doing a forest gump. She's gonna run around the world for three years and then come back.
0: And then <laughs> I've just got <laughs> the-
1: no, nobody nobody would blame her in fairness. <laughs>
0: and I've just got in from the producer Kieran today that drum roll, please. Bet 10, get 10 is a go on Saturday,
3: <laughs> oh. everyone. Have a £10
0: bet on racing multiples. Get a free £10 bet on racing multiples this Saturday. Get stuck in with all these race meetings. Plenty to go at, but do it responsibly and read the T's and C's in the show's description, please. Onwards we go to Goodwood. 1.30, 10 furlongs, listed race, exciting times. We get to see... Francesco Clement here for John and Thady Goldsman, Rab Havlin, unbeaten, 13 to 8 favorite at the top of the market, has plenty of fancy entries. I think they include in the likes of the Prince of Wales, the Hardwick, the Eclipse. Who knows what this Dubawi Colt is? But he's making his reappearance having nearly a year off the track. Clearly got plenty of ability, but clearly something has been amiss with him. But maybe, even more importantly, the story here will be James Horton's return to action because, of course, he has phantom light in here and it's his first runner back from his break his enforced break due to the ownership of these horses, but he's back rocking and rolling. Thank goodness for him and his team. And he's got Phantom Light in here, nine to two taking on Francesco Camonte. Uh El Drama in there, Solid Yardstick, 11 to two. Epic Poet in there, 11 to two as well. King of Conquest for the Appleby team, 11 to two. Bigger prices thereafter. Uh, Dan, I'm going to start with you here and you can start by discussing the favourite how good is he, having won that handicap off his opening mark of ninety nine, and now yeah. obviously he's up to one hundred and twelve. What what is he? What is he?
3: Oh, I'm sure he's group material. They're dangling a bit of a carrot, aren't they? you would have been hard. You wouldn't have been ha- that surprised had they have gone nearer evens because they'd still get a lot of interest. Unbeaten Gosden horse. Um seeking to make it four from four nine length winner of a handicap it wasn't much of one was it i would be with phantom flight at the prices just about i'm probably not going to have a bet because that's another dynamic to consider isn't it like how intensive has james halton been able to be at home when there's been such yeah. uncertainty half of you thinks this horse will be off for its life because will want to make a statement he will have him fit as anything but what if there was a period where he wasn't really able to do anything so i he said. That's a of phrase I like it's a bit of a hornet's nest it feels like that to me because the bit of a poison carrot on the Francesco Clemente prize potentially and I'm not sure the alternative can be necessarily trusted to run his race for the reasons discussed all right do so
0: you see so you were just nodding along there in regards to the comments for you, Phantom flight are you of the opinion that they these horses are going to be ready to run for their life for the Horton team
1: no, Dan's just 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 basically read out my notes here I've got no betting angle into the race um but yeah i mean that's just that's the thing i was going to race just just how how straight are they going to be or you know like it's it's very difficult to it's definitely very difficult to fathom isn't it now i've got nothing i've got nothing really to say from a better angle into the race i thought it was a really crappy little race and again seven runners No, each way angle probably want to be against the fav, but no Nothing okay. to... It'd be nice
3: to know, wouldn't it, when he was told that he was able to have runners again? You know, if it, if it was three weeks ago or something, but it was only did, released at a later stage.
2: Yeah, yeah, like... I, I wouldn't worry about it. Like I'd say, he would have been, I'd say he would have been tipping away, uh, you know, in the hope that then the good news would come. Like I don't think he would have been backing off any of them or anything like that. So um, I don't know that, but but I'd have been happy on holiday
1: for two months and come back when the BHA rang me. Yeah. <laughs>
2: yeah, but how how long ago did this all kick off? It was only a month ago or so, um, around Punchestown time, just before Punchestown time. But um, I wouldn't be worried in that front. Oh, God, my wife is back, and she appears to have a small child with her. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> don't, don't, think
2: don't think it's mine.
1: <laughs> wow, wow, this this is <laughs> taking, development. It's
2: it's it's, it's, Man, it's, it's, oh, it's, oh, oh, it's okay. It's it's my it's my niece. It's my I niece. Was, <laughs> it's fine. Oh, one they're, of the they're, first
1: they're, days of the year. Why are you dress like you're a snowman? Me? Yeah. I mean, why are you got why are you why are you <laughs> So seriously powerful air conditioning and Ryan like, Towers. Yeah, are you planning on just going out Mount Everest after this? Are you at base camp or something? What's going on? I
0: don't know. Do the orange I'll knows
1: have... this because she's been in Cornwall for a week.
0: TC, I have some like real weird quirks.
2: But El Drama, like it, it is very well established at this level, like bits and pieces of for his form now, you'd be like quite well, most of his form, like in fairness, too, he's very consistent. I think he can jump out, make the running, um, hopefully dictate it and um, and get a get a fair few of these on the stretch, including the, the lightly fav. Um, because like he, he was popping heads with you know Baid and Bayside Boy and St. Mark's Basilica and horses like that. Um, and he ran quite well in the Dubai turf in a race where the pace didn't hold up well. Um, you know, he he ran quite well there, haven't made it so. Um, El Drama for me to test out this Francesco Clamante upstart and we'll see what he's made of.
1: You can't dismiss Roger Varian, but then tip a Roger Varian horse back 10 minutes later. with Is like, the, right, the right price though, Tony? Is the right uh, price? Oh, okay. Never mind. It's all about guys. price, Tony. I keep telling you, you're
2: always dismissing prices, but that's all that matters, you see,
0: guys. <laughs> Bresson is the market leader in the two o five at Goodwood, <laughs> the handicap over the seven furlongs, and he's seven to two at the top of the betting to make it a quick fire double for the same team, John and Thady Coulston, in the Jubmont colours. Next best is Tav Reef in there at four to one for William Haggis. Does he even like having winners at Goodwood? I don't know anymore. <laughs> <laughs> Dark 30, a much more exposed type at six to one. Those are your top three currently in the betting. Uh, Dan, take it away, please.
3: Yes, fair bit of pace in this race, uh, but the best drawn of the pace is Urban Sprawl in three. And the likes of Dark 30 won at York. They're going to have to work fairly hard, aren't they, to get across from 11? They might have a bit of a nightmare making all at York in a race that went their way. I had a bit of a look into surprised myself. Everybody. In, everybody says about Johnston's record at Goodwood, and it was one of only three tracks where he returned a level-stakes profit throughout his career. Not that that's any sort of robust guide. Um, but, like he's winning, the track he's had most wins out of the All Weather Services, Wolverhampton and Lingfield, but it is set in stone, isn't it, that his record at Goodwood was always mustered. I see no reason why Charlie would change it. They have the right sort of horses to be effective around there. So I think you can apply logic because it's a pace track and draws important. So I think if Urban Sprawl bounces out, and I actually think that this test might be more suitable, seven furlongs on quick ground rather than extended seven on heavy and then a mile on soft first time out. He's got classic Johnston... Try and make all that Goodwood written all over him for me.
0: Okay, over to you, TC. Oh, this- oh.
3: Vanessa, can we have another sidetrack?
0: No, <laughs> no. Oh, I just,
2: I just watched a video of a great British racing. Tony's favorite organization. I uh, put up on Twitter. Um, uh, of uh, a horse is being ridden out and the guy has a GoPro on clearly going up a gallop and there's a herd of deer on the gallop like literally 25 deer and it's, it's absolutely brilliant go have a peek they just oh. put it off that's some oh. video
1: sounds oh. absolutely fascinating anyway oh, yeah, gosh. we're shouting oh. book off
0: <laughs> More importantly, Kev, why are you watching videos on Twitter when Dan's making his cake? Because
2: for- I because because I have told you <laughs> that I'm sitting out this race, Vanessa, so it's irrelevant to me. Anyway, what um, about it all, I'm 40. not sitting out the race. I've had
1: a bet. I've had I back your cow left at seven to one. Uh, the sportsbook are the biggest price. They're also paying an extra place with a sportsbook four places. Um I can't have Dan's horse. There's five five front runners in the race so yes. uh thanks for that that won't um oh, I can't really have that I can see the <laughs> form angle but I think the pace angle is well against him your cow is uh in form went up six pound for the win last time but I think it's strong form second was really heavily punted at Newmarket last week and just got beat the six has come out uh was beating 12 and a half lengths at Newmarket it's come out and run really well um last week as well, only beaten a couple of lengths in a competitive handicap. So I think the form's strong. So I think he might bridge that six pound rise. Uh, he's got good course form. He's one at the track and finished third of 18 uh, on the other start. Had, would probably might, might want a bit more ease in the ground, but he's got form on good ground and and a bit of form at York on good to firm. So yeah, relatively light yeah, at rightly race. I think he'll you'll be suited by coming off the pace. He's a strong Sarah at seven. Apparently, he is a very, very awkward ride. He does hang, um, but Mark Wend is back on and he gets on well with the horse. He's won on it and run it, uh, rode it four times. So, yeah, I think the is is solid at seven to one. In sport, what's just as important as the goals, the glory, the roar of the crowd? Yes, it's the halftime break. Time for a breather, a reset to keep everything on track. In sports betting, Betfair's safer gambling tools help you do that too. Like timeouts, so you take that all-important half-time break. Or deposit limits to help you keep count. Manage your play at safergambling.betfair.com. Simple ways to stay on top of your game with Betfair. 18 be Gamblerware.org.
0: Okay, let's move across to York. Two races to take from York. And Dan, it's going to be straight over to you because the first of the races we're taking is the 240 over the five furlong sprint at York. And you've already mentioned him, but Corker is up at the top of the betting. He operates so well around here and he's your three to one market leader. Bedford Flyer, next best in there at seven to one. also, I've got a very soft spot for at seven to one as well. Reigning profit in there, slightly bigger prices at eight. Same rules apply to fine wine at nines. That's your top. T- few in the market, but we've got 14 going to post here, Dan. But is it all about Corker?
1: Hang on. I'm trying to watch this great Greece Racing video and they blocked me. (laughs) 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 Seriously. Uh, No,
3: no,
2: not seriously. No.
1: no. (laughs) (laughs) Brilliant.
3: I
0: actually thought for a minute. Um Go on, go on, Dan. Take away, Um,
3: you Corker. I'm almost embarrassed to admit I'm a fancy copper knight again. I mean, chasing, (laughs) chasing him until he wins a Wolverhampton claim in about three years. But um, this is Dan's version of grab a granny night. (laughs) (laughs) But obviously, there's pace on in this race. But I was of the belief during the Dante meeting that you, on balance, you wanted to be near side so high drawn. Two of the pace angles I like to find why might be on the wrong part of the track. Um, And the pace angle high is reigning Profit, who's been in great nick and improving for Ruth Carr. I think there's a good setup for Copper Knight. who, I mean, it was a bit of a disaster, the York run the other week. He was drawn one, which I knew at the time, and that should have put me off. He ended up racing too freely. He had no cover. He threatened briefly and then petered out. I didn't think that was too bad a run. I think he's in a better track position. This time, I think Cork is a smashing horse, but clear favourite about an animal who's prone to missing the break, and it's going to be lightning quick ground at York. Big effort the other day, and he might be a group sprinter in time, but I wouldn't want to back him at that price, given that he could fall out of the stalls again.
0: Okay, case made. Over to you then, TC, please.
3: Yeah, plenty of pacing
1: here. Got pacing... Three, four, five, nine, 11, 12. So I don't think there's any angles into it from a pace point of view. Lows of four goes in here. What I couldn't get my head around when, whenever horses are unlucky and clearly unlucky, they're normally underpriced uh, in the early markets first time. But that's not the case with Sounds of Iona.
3: I mean, I was. Now somebody just texted me about that. I was really
1: surprised when this horse was put in at 33s and 40s uh, on Thursday morning. And it's still thirty-threes in the in three places and the sportsbook are alive to it and uh have got her in at twenty-twos. Uh, I should say the sportsbook book play an extra place here as well. But I mean, obviously they've been mucking about with the horse. They ran it over a mile, uh, and then ran it over six furlongs in the first two starts this season. Didn't beat didn't beat any of his thirty-one rot any of her thirty-one right thirty-one
3: rivals in the first I saw season. her at Mosser she was she was well and fit for but, Uh,
1: and she was I'm unfit last time and obviously Mo had about three nightmares in about 30 seconds Um, I won't say what I was going to say there because it's uh, libelous Um, but yeah I mean obviously you can you can throw out all those free runs she's uh, she's running off a mark six pound lower than when a really good uh, run in uh, last summer Um, although she stays seven furlongs it's interesting that seven or eight wins have come over five furlongs and I think you're going to need a, a a horse that stays a lot further than five furlongs. Like I said, this is actually packed with pace. Um, yeah, I mean, I'll admit I, I have had a little bit of 33s each way. Um, obviously, sportsbook are ducking her at 22s, but she's the kind of horse I'll probably put up when I write my column on Friday. Well, I've already written it, actually, but it won't go up till Friday. It's a, she's the kind of horse I may well put up when only on the exchange. I suspect this 0 to 105 handicap might be a little bit too hot for her. But yeah, Amy will claim seven. I don't know anything about her, but she's won twice on the horse. And um, I think you know, the the horse will be dragged into the race. It's just one with this is this is the plan. Or they've got a 0 to 75 in mind if they get her dropped another three pounds. But yeah, I'll, I'll probably chuck a few quid at her. Uh, so sounds of owner.
0: Okay. Sounds of Iona. Selection from TC. Final note on this race to you, Kev. Any. Pop yourself off mute. Pop yourself off the mute. God, this is a shocker of a show, isn't
2: it? Yeah, yes, it is. Um, I thought Corker ran a Corker last time in fairness. And um, he loves York almost as much as William Haggis. Um, and I, <laughs> I, I I just think I've always liked the horse now. And I think he's, the, he's on the march a bit now. And I think, um, in the year to career best to win off this mark but I think he's capable of it and I, I think he'll be a stakes horse when, when all is said and done and go and win one of those so if he's going to do that he wants to be going and winning here
0: OK 3.15 at York we can move on to and Kev I will stick with you here it's over the one mile six furlongs it's the Billy Stakes it's a group three and Mimic you is your even money favourite up at the top making her seasonal reappearance for the God the Goslands are firing out some rockets this Saturday this Dubawi Philly, obviously, we saw her win at Doncaster over this trip. She didn't appreciate stepping down. She bombed out in the Phillies and Mares at Ascot, which we saw at the back end of last season. Happy to forgive her that. And she's her even money favourite under a penalty here. Taking on River of Stars for the Rafe Beckett team at 9-2. See Flawless for William Haggis at 6-1. to one. And one evening, nine to one for the same yard as the favourite, John and Thady Gosden. Those are your top few under double figure prices. Um, is this the ideal starting point, Kev, for Mimic You, But how tough a test is it in behind her, given those decent fillies getting weight from her?
2: It's a lovely starting point for, you know, based on her best last season, Um you know, which is a standout effort, in fairness, when she won that group two with Donny. Like, like, that is a clear standout effort. Yeah, I wouldn't like to poke at it too much, but, you know, she didn't repeat it before or after. So that that's a, a slight note of caution. But look at, on that. She's clear of these. But um, I thought I thought um, Moon Daisy was very overpriced. Um, Donnika sending her over. Um, like, look, she's not in Mimiku's class, but she's the right type for... Uh, a balaclava job each way mm-hmm. Beth at a at a big old price because like that's the way she's ridden she has a bit of a quirk in her um like she'll she'll be very much being you know ridden to pick up the pieces that the the harder they go in front the better um but she's capable like she she took she took on the boys there um a week ago at leopardstown like completely blew the start uh, and finished off really well like and I, I think that'll be strong enough for him you know, back in against Phillies and Mayors here. Um, like she, I, I, I tempted to call her her a Rick at like twenty five to one. Like she mm-hmm. really shouldn't be. A Waller. Yeah, Rick Waller is right. Um, if big like, Rick take out the five, like and she's she's joint top rate. on officials of whatever ratings you want to use. Like she's banged there. Yes, she's priced up as as pretty much the outsider of the lot, second outsider of the lot, which seems wrong to me um So yeah, Moon Daisy. Each way, down the Balaclava. Uh, the way our, our, our Balaclava bets. I've got the an angle. Said. They,
1: they'll op- They'll welcome you with open arms. I think. Yeah. <laughs> I've got an know. angle for you, kevin if you fancy. I mean, there are nine runners in the race when the small mm, no, without, without market. You mm. can actually well, you'd be able to back her uh, each way three places without the favourite. So mm. you might want to mm. do that in addition because obviously mimic you sets the standard here even with the five pound penalty she's got 10 pounds in hand of these on official figures outside of mimic you it's a very very moderate race if you just look at the official ratings um i've had a few quid on typewriter each way but 50s and 40s this afternoon uh sportsmen again are ducking her a bit at 25s i can fully see why but she comes in here in good form um, andrew building doesn't mind ruining a handicap mark if um You get some black type. I could see typewriter outrunning her price. But, yeah, I I, I mimic you. The thing that would worry you is that the first time Hood worked spectacularly well in the Park Hill, Mm -hmm. but it it didn't in the group, Admittedly, a group one race. But you go back and have a look at that. From the start, the Hood didn't work a second time. She was pulling on the inside from the start, ran no kind of race. If she doesn't settle, then she's vulnerable. She, if I can, if I, I know she's got five, she's about five to four in a place. If I can layer around about the even money mark and have the field running for me, I suspect I'll do that as well. But, uh, okay. but if you put on typewriter each way,
0: all righty. Last race uh, for this chaotic. Can I
3: second the Daisy this... case as well? Just, just, yeah. I'm with Kev. Yeah. You can, I mean, you can uh, the one that's that like, it just looks the wrong market. Why is she twice the price of Alarus, who's been beaten a long way into seventh in two? listed races having not even won a handicap of 85 a time before 20s is wrong what did you think races. it would be very quickly I don't know, i'm nines tens off the top yeah. of my head yeah i would okay. have said tens
0: a rick then right rick? So on we go. last race to discuss is of course the irish 2000 guineas and it's the two english horses Who are in the top two spots in the market? Royal Scotsman supplemented for at nine to four, and High Royal at seven to two. Obviously, bringing forward the English 2000 guineas form. And they're taking on the Irish representation of Paddington for Aidan O'Brien, seven to two, Proud and Regal, Donica O'Brien, six to one, Cairo at 12s. Glarion in there for the Charlie Hills yard at 12s as well. Age of Kings in there at 16s. Um, bigger prices kind of thereafter, really. But, I mean, it's obviously the market had a massive shakeup with the disappointing news that Al Riffer was the non-runner in the week, meaning that it is a wide open looking contest. Um Kev, we better start with you. How hopeful are you that we can really? What we want to see now is that two thousand guineas form from Newmarket backed up here. You know, for the sake of the three-year-old division this season, we'd like to see these horses run to form.
2: Yeah, look, it's good for the race that 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 you know we've had a couple of additions. You know, High Royal had originally been earmarked for the St James's Palace, so had Royal Scotsman. And um, if the two of them hadn't turned up here, it would have been. It would have been quite far below the standard you hope and expect in a classic. Um, sickened about Al Riffa, he would have bolted up, um, not even messing. Um, but he will he'll be worth the wait when he gets out. Um, like at, at the prices, High Royal, I think, is the one I favor over Royal Scotsman. I can see the absolutely see the case for both of them being better than the bare form of New Market. You know, things didn't, you know, both of them shape better than the bare result. You know, High Royal. He was very close to, to Caldeen all the way. And like he just pure rawness, I, I think, I hope, like he veered left twice, like you know, it cost himself significant ground and momentum in, in my mind. And he still managed to hold off Royal Scotsman, who who had his own troubles and fairness and came from much farther back than anything else that was heavily involved in the finish. Um, so with high Royal being the price he is relative to Royal Scotsman, like double the price, um, I, I'd favor him. Because like he's he's gonna be fine in this better ground, you'd imagine. Like he's quite a good moving horse. He was he was impressive at air um last season on a nice surface. And I, I just there must be more to come from him. Like that was such a leap forward from his his return at Newmarket. Um I'll take my chance on him, but you know, you know, pr- pretty open this race now. Um the the coals seemed very bullish about Ralph Scotsman. Um like I think he's fast. I'm not fully convinced that he'll be a, a, a an out and out miler now myself. Um, so high royal for me, but but great race. Can't wait to see it.
0: High royal at seven to two. Um, Dan, would you be in agreement with Kev that given what they did in the two thousand guineas, are we are we a bit um are we risking kind of latching on to Royal Scotsman because there has been a lot of chat about him, these mm. good workouts, etc., cetera. Et cetera is that a factor with why he's such a big price difference with high Royal?
3: Yeah. And he still has to settle, doesn't he? I mean, yeah. a lot of people taking on trust that he just, he'll be far more relaxed second time out. I don't know. That's a given given he was good. Given, given there. Good job. James Given didn't have a run record done three in a row. Um, <laughs> uh,
0: I think a lot of people are taking on trust that Jamie Spencer is going to be able to settle. Him yeah,
3: as well. he might, but it he probably get a Spencer Rides result. They'll have to pick his way through. I think it could be, get a bit messy. He was conditioned as a sprinter primarily last season. So, uh, yeah, I'd be against him. I think I'm with Kev on the be- uh, one of the bases being that I just think people will, closer to the off, will look at High Royal and think, oh, he must have been a bit flat at 125 to 1. And I think, I don't, I actually think his current price is a gift, but I can easily see this horse drifting to a, a ridiculously over, to be ridiculously overpriced. I think he's a very good horse. thought that all oh, last season as well, in a light career, after being at York the day when he he basically didn't know what to do. He could hardly put one foot in front of the other and nearly beat an experienced Godolphin horse from miles back in the straight. He marked himself down as very exciting then.
0: Okay, two positive nods towards High Royal then.
1: Um, no, I think the Guinness form's probably mm. overrated. <laughs> I think the time was decent, but how you can rate that form so highly, given that the second winning rated 91... And the fourth when he rated 97, I'm not buying it. Uh, I do like Royal Scotsman and he's top price, 94 with a sports book. But that, uh, you know, that hard pulling nature would would, would worry you. I think the, there's an obvious one in here and it ties in with um, Kev's earlier comment that Al Riffer would have pissed up. Um, Proud and Regal is 6-1, to one, a Group 1 winner. Uh, he's got brilliant form at the track, was second to Al Riffer in the national stakes. It's got form on good ground. We should mention, you know, the Curra have been watering to good, not not good to firm. So I think they'll carry on there. They'll look for they'll look to look to kind of make, maybe cap it of good ground, which would be fine for Proud and Regal. Um, you know, the, you know uh, Brendan and Kev like sprawl for the uh, for the Derby and Proud and Regal just shaped like a non-stayer in the Derby trial over two furlongs uh, over a two furlongs further last time. Yeah, I think he's. I think he's very, very solid. And Donica's horses seems to be running. Well, the the whole profile horses seem to be running a lot better this season. He's got some good two year olds as well. So yeah, Proud and Regal for me. Six uh, one seems overpriced, and I'll probably back him each way.
0: Right. Okay. That wraps up the show. Just about. Let's do naps very quickly. I cannot believe we're already at roughly the hour marker. Are we? Well, we must be. We must Mm. be because we started this call at quarter two and the preamble was not 15 minutes. So, naps, because otherwise Barry, our boss, is going to be cross. Kevin, what's your nap, please?
2: Can I go with moon daisy place only?
0: Oh. To be a little bit
2: creative. I'm not finding myself wild bullish
1: elsewhere, so that'll do for me.
0: All right, TC, your nap, please.
1: Um. Even though, he, oh no, I won't say. I'm gonna say. I'll write that anyway. Uh, no, living the dream to make all at uh, Haydock.
0: Okay, and Dan, your nap.
3: Uh Laura the Sea at the moment is the most overpriced horse. I'm just not a believer that it'll. oh sod it let's show some faith. Uh, Law of the Sea in the 150 at Haydock.
0: All right okay that wraps up the show guys don't forget bet 10 get 10 have a 10 pound bet on racing multiples this saturday with bet get a free 10 pound bet on racing multiples do it responsibly read the t's and c's gamble responsibly all weekend enjoy yourself